Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. These guys are our presenting sponsors for yet another year. And they're NAIA-made players, fans, and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. Hey, NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast. You just heard it powered by our friends at AdCraft Sports. Make sure that you chat with them regarding all of your uniform needs uh, tonight. With me is St. Thomas head coach Bill Rochelle. Coach, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you? Doing well. You know, in uh, in North Florida, at least this is this is the warmest day that we've had in in quite a while. Uh, it's it's a little little drizzly, but you know, I'll take the seventies where I can get them. No, I'm with you. We're uh, we had a couple cool days down here, but uh, the beauty of South Florida is we we had signing day and dove right into spring ball. I mean, back where, where I'm from up North, uh, I mean, we're, we're still shoveling snow off the field to, to do anything. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. That's, that's one of the great things about Florida. And it's why I would never, ever want to leave. We haven't had you on since you started the, uh, since before your first season. So uh, definitely St. Thomas has been a team that I've had my eye on and has definitely grown since that first season. Looking back at last season, I just want to review a little bit of that. You, you start off, of course, no one wants to start off with a forfeit like you did against Pikeville, but you rattle off a significant number of, of wins there in a row uh, to start off your schedule. Uh, talk about the, that strong start to 2021. No, I think it was, it, it was really the... The situation we've been in and building a program, I mean, some of this stuff uh, that everybody in the country has gone through, you, you can't really make up how it applies to football and athletics in general. But uh, especially as a first year program, like last we talked when we were kicking off that season with a whole bunch of freshmen uh, who probably nobody thought we'd win a football game. We, we figured out how to win some. Uh, and then looking forward to developing the guys and, and really having an off season and, and you, you get you get the COVID situation. So we didn't have a spring ball. We didn't have our full weight training program here on campus. Um, send the guys home. We come back, and in that COVID year, we we figured out how to how to win more games than we lost and have our first winning season. And then we were able to have our first full spring ball, our first full weight program. I, obviously, in developing the guys, that was really important going into year three and some of the success that we had. Um, but on top of that, it, it's just building the culture. Uh, you know, that we didn't have that off-season training of how important it is to get bigger, faster, stronger, just as important to build your leadership and build the culture you want and do those things that uh, kind of establish winning. And uh, we were able to do that, not that we're by any means there, but we were able to start that process that, that really had an immediate effect on uh, the outcome of some of those games as we started the season. Unfortunately, down the stretch, you do drop two of your last three, but it's to kind of your front runners in the Sun Conference. I'm going to have to get used to calling it the Sun Conference. It still sounds a little weird to me, but um, 
Sun Division a year ago. They've they've broken out and now the Sun Conference. Um, how do you learn off of those stretch losses to Southeastern and Kaiser? Um, I think it's a it's just it's a mentality thing um, that they're, they're two good football programs and there's as as you know from being down here and everything else there's there's really good football in the Sun Conference Sun Division um, and those two have done a really nice job and it's a matter of making sure that we come in prepared for those games, which I think we were, but that mentality that you need to compete for championships, um, that, that's, that's where we're at right now. That we, uh, we don't take anybody lightly. That if we come into any game in our league here right now, um, not honoring that opponent or respecting them, wherever the case may be, you're going to get beat. But at the end of the day too, uh, you, you got to learn from some of those losses and whether it be a scheme thing, whether it be a play thing, whether it be an execution thing, or whether it be um, your, your, your team's attitude going into those games. I felt like we were ready to play, um, but those are the games you got to win if you want to make the playoffs and have a shot at the whole thing, you know? Definitely is. And I mean, you talk about, you know, having to be ready for everybody, you know, in that last week, that Ave Maria team, Dagum well had a chance to get to, to make some noise to maybe get into the playoffs. I, I don't think that they would have, but they took Kaiser to the limit that last week. You've, you've got to be prepared week in and week out. That's, that's no joke. No, and it's well, it's, it, it, that's why it's fun to play in this conference. Obviously it's really good football. Um, you can start to build us as a young program, build some of these rivalries based on proximity and recruiting and everything else. Um, but it, for example, we had a really good football game against Ave Maria and had a huge win and, and just rolled. Um, and then we beat, they beat Southeastern a couple of weeks before that. And then Southeastern beat us and then Kaiser beat us and Ave had a really good game against them. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, there's a lot of parody in the conference. I think that uh, kind of, it makes it interesting week in and week out. And that's why you play college football though, to play in those type of games, to have some of those rivalries and to, figure it out. It's kind of long-standing traditions and that type of stuff. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about your team coming back. You're still kind of in that first initial group of guys that, uh, that you recruited three years ago. Obviously you've added to it since then, but this is still mostly kind of your first wave. You have a lot of uh, guys coming back um, offensively, uh, including Tyler Thomas at quarterback Rontavius Farmer at running back and uh, Saquon uh, Nopierre at a uh, wide receiver along with Kalitri Zhao, all conference selections there. Talk to me about continuing to build, especially up front and, uh, you know, getting better as an offense. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to execution that uh, our guys are in this now. Like I said, we've started spring ball already and, um, there's still obviously a lot of teaching and stuff going on, but day one, it's not like everybody doesn't remember the plays again, you know, that they've been through our offensive system, our installs and things like that enough times now where there, we, we actually have, uh, veterans, so to speak. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. So now you can add in, I, I think some of those different wrinkles and toy with some things that we think fit our personnel, uh, pretty well, uh, to see if it's something we want to add to what we do or, it's not a good idea, but it's not just straight, hey, let, let's figure out how to play a college football game anymore and, and kind of 
get better and get into the intricacies that are going to help you compete for championships. And that build, like I've been telling everybody, whether it be through recruiting or our team that we have on campus here still right now, this is where it's at, that this initial build phase for us, having done it before, it's a four-year process. Until you get a full four groups of seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen in your class, you're still in that initial build phase. And now when we add this class this fall, when we get into going into year five in the future from now, you're still building something, whether you won the national championship or you, you, you're struggling to get your program uh, kind of in the right direction. You're still always building something, but it, it turns into a different build then than this kind of initial start the program for your process. Let's talk about that for a second. I'll come back to the defense since you mentioned it. That's one thing I've wanted to ask you. And I asked, uh, you know, the, guy, uh, the guys at Ottawa and Mike Nesbitt a couple weeks ago, as they start that kind of second wave uh, building there, and they, they've, pretty, they've pretty much got all of their first wave guys except for two or three that have graduated the program. Talk about building that second wave and continuing to put your culture in place now with a set of guys who – were not there at the beginning. I, I think nothing's ever easy sometimes, but it is easier. Uh, that when we first got here, obviously, these kids were all freshmen. We, we didn't build this thing on transfers and seniors and everything else. We, we built it with, with guys that were pretty much straight coming out of high school. And to teach them our culture and how to be a college football player compared to a high school football player, it's different. So now at least you have people that can kind of mold that behavior and kind of uphold those expectations that makes it a little bit easier that way. Um, but it changes a little bit now in the situation we're in that it's not, oh, we're playing St. Thomas this week that's a startup football program, that we, we have some traction. We've shown that we can play good football and, and win a lot of football games. So the challenge changes now that you're you're nobody's you're, you're not nobody's sleeping on you anymore. You know, that we're that they're going to come after us as, as hard as we're going after everybody else. And it's and, and that's the new challenge. And I think it just it makes it if you build your culture the right way from the ground up, bringing in these people that have to assimilate to your culture um, is it's easier to continue to grow that rather than everybody's at ground zero and you have to teach everybody what your culture needs to be to win a championship. So um, it's never easy and you got to pull and plug and figure out what's working and where you have to go in certain, in certain circumstances. Um, but I think with these new younger guys coming in, they can see how, how these guys operate. And it's not only the culture that makes it easier that way. It's, it's your whole football program that the first year, our first road trip, nobody knew what it was like to travel in a college football program. So it's now when a guy says, Hey, we're, we're getting on the plane or we're getting on the charter bus or we're staying in the hotel. They, they can, they can say, here, here's what coach expects, or here's how we do things. Uh, same thing when you have classes that they can, Hey, I, I know I took that class my freshman year and you're going to need to make sure that this assignment's going to be tough. So make sure you hit the tutor for, for this specific thing and, and stuff like that. So j just helping these young guys grow up a little bit and assimilate to college. Uh, it's, it's a lot, better to, to have so-called seniors and veterans and everything else in the program now. Going back to your defense, I, I know your, uh, your co-defensive coordinators have just got to be about salivating at what you've got coming back and, you know, adding people on top of that. 
that are going to push your current starters. You've got two defensive linemen, all-conference defensive linemen coming back, three all-conference linebackers, two all-conference secondary players. Talk to me about getting better and more aggressive uh, on defense. No, our, our defense did a fantastic job last year. Um, Coach uh, Brad Rizicki, who's our co-defensive coordinator, Alex Gray, who's our defensive coordinator, um, they they did a great job. And I, I can't thank them enough. And uh, they get those guys to play week in and week out. But uh, th- that's the situation you get into year four. When you got guys coming back like this, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just like offense, you can do some things. As these guys really understand our defense more and more over the years, you can add more. You can put them in certain positions to disguise more. You, you can do a lot of that stuff that you can't do at the ground level or year one because they're just trying to figure out how to play football. And then it comes. you can still add on to that both offensively and defensively um, where they just have experience in playing in games. The, just that situational football to, to have enough games under your belt to understand what's probably going to happen and what they need to do specifically to help their unit – uh, right off the bat. So uh, we're excited to have those guys back. They've been flying around. Uh, they're a lot of fun to to coach and a lot of fun to play with. And we just got to push them to, to keep getting better. And, and then that's where it develops into that year four system too, of we, we have some guys that have gotten some very good accolades within the conference. Uh, and now it's continuing to develop that depth to, to keep pushing people. If you want to be a championship program, you, you have to compete. And for our guys to really finally, it's just not two classes of guys. That's why it's so important to have these four full groups because now we have that competition piece that, hey, even though you were an all-conference player and you had a good year last year, if you don't come to to the weight room ready to roll and get better, if you don't come to spring practices ready to learn and be the best you can be, uh, you, you, you could get beat out. So that, that's the that's the the beauty of, of of having a, a good football team that's that's ready to continue to take the next step. When we spoke three years ago, it was in, in South Florida. It, y'all are there in Miami Gardens, and you've got Kaiser and West Palm, and you've got Ave Maria a little ways, a little ways away. It's still in South Florida there. Now you've added Florida Memorial that's, what, 15 minutes away um, campus-wise. Um, how... How do you stand out and find your niche there in South Florida, whether it be as uh, a team or whether it be trying to recruit in what's already a, a very crowded space? Um, we do what we do. The, the, those are some really good football programs. It's awesome to have Florida Memorial that's kind of uh, one year behind us or whatever the case may be. They started a year after us. And really, it's not even 15. I mean, we're talking like, well, it's South Florida, so traffic could be 15, but it's literally a couple blocks away almost. Uh, but uh, to have them down here where you, even if we're playing away, it's like a home game and to kind of create some of those rivalries, that, that that's, it's awesome. Um, so we, we go out and we have our model of how we recruit and what we do and the, the students that I think fit our university and fit our football program. And that's who we target. And it comes down to what they think is, is best for them of uh, what they think is from education standpoint, from a football standpoint, from a college experience standpoint, though, those are the decisions that you need to make as a, a recruiter and find your niche, I guess, or find your fit from uh, deciding on your university. But I, th- I think it, it, it makes it, it makes it great that 
next year we got a couple big trips potentially that we're finalizing our schedule to start the season, but having the sun conference here, all the rest of our trips are home games or, um, uh, day trips. Cause we get, end up getting Warner and Weber, uh, down here this year. Uh, so it, it's not even like we have any overnights really within the conference, uh, going into next year. So it's, it, it makes it fun. It's great for the families of the kids that we recruit, uh, that they can be a part of a lot of these football games and still be a part of their, uh, son or daughter or friends collegiate experience and, and, uh, still, uh, make it to everything that we're doing. I want to give a, a quick shout out to our friends at Mommy Bay and Turf Nation who have done just a fantastic job uh, redoing y'all's field. And I know that um, your flag team is going to be the first ones to really put some some game time on it. But just tell me about that experience of, of working with them and uh, how good does that field look? No, the field's awesome. Um, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it really... It helps us in all of our sports down here, obviously in particular with football, but our soccer teams, our women's flag team, and then next year we're starting women's lacrosse as well that will utilize that field as their competition field. Um, so it's been awesome to have them, and we, we're they're from up north as well, uh, that we, we kind of partnered with them when we started uh, the football program up in Cleveland and put in the turf field. So we we're fortunate that our president uh, has still has that relationship too to to bring them down and, and have them do this field for us. It's, it's, it's been fantastic. And we're actually in the process of uh, finalizing some things to get the second one done uh, with a track around it down here as well to that mommy Bay will be, the, they're the primary people on that project for us as well. So it's, it's been great. And we're, when you look at Monsignor Pace high school, um, they're a fantastic partner, uh, love, love everything they do and how we help each other. And they've been a real asset to us in starting, starting our program here um, and that, if you didn't know where you were, if you'd never been here before and you went to our campus on a game day, you would think that that's our campus, that that's our stadium. Um, but for next year, we will actually play playing directly on our campus that will play on the turf field here and still have some work to do that we, we just put in a, a awesome jumbo. When you see it, you're going to, it's going to be amazing, the scoreboard that we just put in. Um, but the next step is we, we're going to fill out this stadium and things like that. So we'll have some different seating situations and stuff for the, for the next year or two until we get the stadium built out, but we're, we're well on our way. I mean, I, I even think that your, your cousins over there across town in the university of Miami will tell you there is something to having an on-campus football stadium that you just don't get when you play off campus. No, absolutely. They play, they play, right around the corner from us over at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, and for us, like I said, it's been a great setup where we did all the tailgating on our campus and you basically rock through the fence and you're right at the field. But it is a, just a different atmosphere when you know it's, it is your place and everything's branded with your field and your logos and, and all that different stuff uh, to, to make it truly, truly feel like home. So finally, the last question I've got for you is one I've been asking pretty much everyone um, you know, in, in some form or fashion. And I really do want to get your take on it uh, just because of your specific uh, circumstances there, especially in Miami and with you also being the athletic director. How do y'all build relationships uh, both with your alums and sports alums and non-sports alums alike to engage that support base that builds your program on the whole outside the line so y'all can do fun stuff like put in jumbotrons all right um 
it's just it's building partners in general. It's a little different with us of the infancy of this program and, for example, our sports in general. Since our administration's been here, I think we've started eight or nine sports right now, including football. Um, so a lot of those programs don't have that alumni base. So it's it's parents, um, but obviously the parents are, are usually paying tuition and some other things too that they're not necessarily putting the down payments on new turf and stuff. So it's it's those outside partners um, that are developed within the university, whether that be from us athletically or from our president and our our great uh, philanthropy team, um, advancement team. So they've done a great job. And, and bottom line, that's what it takes to win championships. Uh, I mean, if if you if you don't have the great support from your administration, I don't care if you're at the high school level, or college level, whatever the, whatever the case may be, um, th those people are truly what help you win championships. Uh, so that's kind of, it's been different from a football standpoint, but for example, our baseball team has been very good and they do a great job. Um, they, they've been to the world series uh, those couple years and are currently in the top 10, 15, 20 year in, year out, uh, been on the top five. So he has that alumni base and they do a lot of those alumni functions where those, those, uh, former student athletes have had a great experience and they want to come back and give back to the university and be part of making sure that the the students behind them have those great experiences. And I think that's how you do it. That um, I said from the beginning when we started this program, and I think in college in general, I do what I do because I had a great experience playing college football. I loved it. Um, I met my wife there. I have my family. I have a great degree. I have a great job. All those things came from playing college football and graduating from the university that I went to. Uh, I want the same thing for our guys. Uh, and, and part of that is, as a student athlete, you, you have to make that. If you're going to sit in your dorm room and play video games all the time and not put yourself out there, your experience isn't going to be great. But if you really dive into the campus activities and supporting the other student athletes and going to those other games and stuff, you're, you're going to have a blast for the next four years. And then you're going to hopefully want to come back and make sure that the the guys that are playing football 10 years from now have a blast too. And I think it's it's more vital there because these guys have a lot more invested that I have. I had a lot invested in the university I went to uh, and I wasn't one of the first guys to start a football program. So when they come back and they're bringing their families and wives and, and kids and are watching a homecoming game or something that there's going to be, uh, I think, some real pride there of, of what, what what they've accomplished and what they want to give back at the same time. So uh, in the short term, it's been a lot of great people and great partners that have kind of joined our university and see the vision of what we're doing athletically and academically. Uh, and then I think as, as things grow with these young sports, um, you, you'll see that atmosphere and that support that just continues from an alumni base. Well, Coach, again, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. Really looking forward to seeing what the Sun Conference has to offer football-wise. I know we're going to be talking to Kaiser a little bit down the line there. Um, you know, with their game against Valdosta State in in September, that's that's definitely one that me and the Big Ben is definitely gonna have earmarked, and uh, we'll definitely be at that game. So, really looking forward to watching that conference redevelop as a football conference. No, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, our schedule should be finalized and out here when we get out of spring ball, kind of in March. So I think you'll, you'll be excited about some of the matchups that, that we're working on as well, too. And as you get this, keep going and talking to these coaches, uh, tell them if anybody's willing to, to come down to Florida and South Florida in particular, uh, we always need games. So we'll, we'll play anybody anywhere and would love to 
have them come down there and, and, and see Miami uh, in a little different environment. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIAF Ball Podcast powered by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to our sponsors, Mommy Bay Turf, Turf Nation, and our newest sponsor, Leading Edge Fundraising. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as our YouTube channel and leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head on over to patreon.com slash N-A-I-A-F-B-A-L-L and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.